Hey, sustainable fashion supporter. Welcome to Recloseted Radio, a podcast dedicated to fashion sustainability and equipping you with the knowledge to do better in the world. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and I promise to support you on this journey to right the harmful fashion industry. You ready? Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode two. I know it's been a hot minute since our first one, but hear me out. I was busy with the Recloseted Handbook, Your Sustainable Fashion Guide, and in case you didn't know, we did release an A to Z blueprint all about how to become a conscious clothing consumer, and so that's our handbook, and it's available exclusively on Recloseted site. If you're interested in checking out more information or perhaps purchasing it, you can visit www.recloseted.com backslash handbook, or you can look at the show notes, and I'll have the link there as well. In this episode, I'm going to be discussing fast fashion, slow fashion, and what's wrong with the fashion industry. Let's start by defining fast fashion, because I feel like fast fashion as a term is thrown around so frequently, and we really need to make sure we're on the same page, and we all know what the definition means. Fast fashion essentially refers to a business model where brands will imitate runway show trends. So let's say Chanel drops this jacket, it goes viral, everyone loves it, but no one can afford paying, let's say, $10,000 for it. So a brand like Zara or H&M will come in and try to recreate this piece to capitalize on the trend, but they will use, let's say, crappier materials or cheaper manufacturing at the end, they can sell it to us for instead of $10,000, let's say $100 or $50. And that's what fast fashion is. It's all about cutting costs, cutting corners and making sacrifices like cheaper materials and not paying garment workers a living wage. So at the end of this whole process, our garments can be a little bit cheaper for the end consumer and we're encouraged to buy and buy more because of that. So it's a super nasty cycle and I'll talk more about it later, but high level that is what fast fashion is it's all about more 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 it's quantity over quality and it's definitely having a really bad impact on our environment given that definition of fast fashion you can imagine that slow fashion would be the exact opposite and it is slow fashion values quality over quantity and pieces are designed for longevity in mind so when you buy a piece from a slow fashion brand yes it might be pricier but you're investing in this piece and it's supposed to last you for seasons on seasons and years and years to come and because it is pricier these slow fashion brands can make sure you're getting good materials and don't forget clothes touch our skin so it's important to make sure that we're comfortable with what we're putting on our body not only that but these slow fashion brands can then pay their workers an ethical and living wage right and at the end of the life cycle when you no longer want a garment and we'll talk about that later in other episodes but when you no longer want the garment there's actually things you can do with it and it's not just you know a crappy t-shirt from forever 21 that ripped at the seams and now it's done right so it's really important to embrace the slow fashion movement and move the fashion industry to more of a circular economy instead of the linear one it is right now. For people that are reading our handbook, you'll know I lay the linear fashion economy out in the fashion sturdy secret section. But even if you don't have the handbook or you've read it, this is always a good refresher. So I'm going to talk about it again now. 
So like I just said, the fashion economy is currently a linear one. So picture a straight line and at the very beginning of the line, so at the very, very left side, we have the design process. And so right now, designers aren't necessarily making these garments and sketching them out with longevity in mind. Granted, there are some slow fashion brands that are doing amazing things. And right now I'm just focusing on the fast fashion brands that aren't doing great things. Let's pretend in this example that off-the-shoulder tops are still really in. I don't think they are anymore, but you guys can write in or DM us at Recloseted. Let me know your thoughts. But for this example, let's just use off-the-shoulder tops. Let's say that a company notices that off-the-shoulder tops are selling like hotcakes and they want to capitalize on this trend, so they want to make as much revenue and profit as possible. So they go to their design team and tell them to make these tops. So the designers aren't really thinking about how to make this top last long. It's really all about capitalizing on this trend and getting it out the door, right? So then when they move into the second stage of the linear fashion economy and they're trying to source materials, that's the same lens that they have. They want to capitalize on profitability, so they want to keep their costs low. So that means potentially sourcing materials like polyester or spandex or obviously not organic cotton because that's more expensive. We can see that the process to source materials doesn't consider if it's, you know, good to put on someone's skin, but really the lens they're looking at this from is how can I cut costs so that I can make more money? And to me, that just makes me so angry. So anyways, we have the design, we have the materials, and now we need to get someone to actually sew and put it together, right? So that's the whole labor piece, which also gets me really riled up. High level, these brands will approach different factories or maybe they already work with certain factories, but their goal with these garment workers is to make sure that they produce as many garments as possible. And then these companies want to try to pay them as little as possible. And so this to me completely blows my mind because, you know, if people are working for you, they deserve to be paid a certain amount. And there's been so many incidents of people not getting paid or people being sexually assaulted slash harassed or even people dying at these factories because the factory managers due to the lack of funds can't build a factory that actually sustains itself so that's how things like Rana Plaza can happen and we'll definitely touch on labor issues in later episodes. Moving on in the linear economy though, so the garment has been designed, they found the materials, they found someone to sew it, and then they have to essentially ship it back to wherever the company is and then they distribute it. So that's either through e-com, through retailers, etc. And that's just how we buy it. And this is where the ball is in our court because now it's time for us to vote with our dollars and only support brands that we can get behind. Anyways, I found a stat while I was researching the writing of the handbook and it said that on average, we purchase about 70 garments a year. 70, seven, zero. And when I first saw that stat, I kind of rolled my eyes and I was like, okay, that's definitely not me. And then back when I used to be an unconscious clothing consumer, so if you didn't know that, go back and listen to episode one. Quick plug. (laughs) But... You know, when I used to be an unconscious clothing consumer, I realized that I probably did hit around 70 a year. And that, you know, of course includes socks, underwear, all of that jazz. But that's a crazy, absurd amount of clothes to be buying. And I'm just one person. There's 7 billion other people on this earth. If we're buying 70 articles of clothing every year, 
definitely no one is wearing everything for seasons and seasons to come, for years and years to come. And if you, again, times that by 7 billion people, you can imagine there's so much clothes that's getting quote unquote donated or, you know, what have you, that's just ending up in our landfills. And that brings me to the end of the linear economy. So that's why it's a line and it's not a circle. It's not regenerative. And the end of the life cycle is the end of use portion. So once we're done with our garment, where does it go? You know, when I asked my friends or when I pulled the recloseted community, a lot of people would say, yeah, like I give it to my friends, I give it to my family. Sometimes I'll take it to a consignment store and then for anything that's left, I'll donate it. And there's this idea or this notion that when we donate clothes, it actually goes to someone in need. And you know what? Sometimes it does. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes it does. But majority of the time, donation centers get so much stuff because again, we're consuming so much stuff that they end up sending a lot of it to the landfills or it ends up getting shipped off to less economically developed countries. And then they have to end up wearing stuff that we don't want anymore. And who wants that, right? So it's just such a messy thing and you can see when we zoom out there's so many different problems with it and throughout this podcast we'll definitely touch on each of these pillars we'll talk about the designs I'll definitely interview some brands that I love we'll talk about the heartbreaking labor sides of the fast fashion industry as well and we'll talk about consumption what we can do so I'll give you like secondhand thrifting tips I'll give you what materials to look for what brands to support all of that jazz. And then we're definitely going to be talking about end of life or how to dispose of your garments too. This linear economy BS needs to stop. We need to turn the fashion industry into a circular one because at the end of the day, there's no planet B. Earth is all we have and the clothing industry definitely plays a very detrimental part in our environment. So we need to make sure we get our act together. Now that we've talked about the linear economy, now let's talk about the ideal state or what we should work towards, which is the circular economy. So instead of picturing a line now, I want you to picture a circle. And this is essentially what the fashion economy needs to become. It needs to become regenerative. It needs to be able to go back to the beginning. And at the end of life, we can't just throw it to landfill and have it rot for centuries to come. What does the circular economy look like? Well, at the very beginning, if we think about a company's mission, yes, for sure, I think that companies need to make revenue and profit in order to survive. I think that's definitely important. But coupled with that, why can't you make sustainability or making the world a better place part of your business model? And, you know, we call it a does do consulting, business consulting, in fact, and we only work with slow fashion brands. And every day I'm blown away by how they can actually succeed and succeed really well by incorporating these kind of values into their business so it just shows that you don't have to sacrifice profitability for sustainability in fact it can be coupled together and you can actually do really well so anyways that's just kind of a mini rant but zooming out companies need to make sustainability and eco fashion a priority and when companies make it a priority everyone in the company will know right it'll trickle down to the employees and to the various teams and so if we go back to the first example with the design team they won't be put on a project like off the shoulder tops because it's trendy and they want to capitalize it instead the design team is going to be put on a project like let's make the best goddamn t-shirt in the world and when that's your project, you're going to make sure that it's high quality, it'll last a long time, and the style and the design of it will last for seasons, if not years to come. 
And then when they're sourcing materials, they're going to be thinking of organic cotton or tensile, for example, instead of polyester and spandex. And we'll definitely be talking about materials in later episodes, but just know that they're going to be thinking about what materials they're using and what kind of impact it may have on the end consumer. Then when it's time for the consumer to buy something, yes, maybe the t-shirt isn't $5, maybe it's $30, but hey, you know what? If this is going to last me seasons on seasons, it's a basic navy blue t-shirt that I love and it's made out of great materials and I'm going to invest in this piece because I know my cost per wear is actually going to be super low. And it's our responsibility not to look at the overall price of a garment and think, oh my gosh, that's so expensive, but rather to calculate our cost per wear because at the end of the day, your cost per wear with a high quality, ethically made, made out of good materials t-shirt might actually be lower than one you may have got from a fast fashion retailer because you're probably only going to wear that t-shirt a few times and or it's going to come apart in the wash, right? So it's really important for us to think about cost per wear versus an overall price of a garment and then not support these slow fashion brands that need our support. And then at the end of the life cycle, when we no longer want a garment, instead of donating it so it ends up in the landfill, etc., because it's made out of a high quality material and you know if it's a natural fiber, you can actually compost it, for example, or you can upcycle or downcycle it or potentially the slow fashion brand will have a take back program and so they'll actually take it and use it to make new pieces. So there's so many more options. And so as you can see, the circle is now a closed loop and instead of going to the landfill, it now can be brought back into the fashion economy. And so that is what we really need to march towards. We need to take the fashion economy and turn it into a circular one. I know that this may be hard to visualize, so I've actually taken the diagrams directly from the handbook that recently was released, and I'll have it on the show notes page for you to look at. And I'll also have it on our Instagram stories at Recloseted as well if you want to take a look. With all of that being said, though, I feel like it's so easy to get a little bit sad or depressed about it, but it's not all doom and gloom. As I mentioned, there's so many awesome slow fashion brands that are coming out and we just need to support them so that they can continue to do amazing things. And for us, all we have to do is just try to curb our consumption, think about cost per wear, thrift whenever possible. And again, I'll talk about that more in later episodes, but don't worry, things are slowly but surely changing and we we are also banding together as a community to start a movement as well. So fret not, we are all in this together and together we will write the harmful fashion industry. And there you have it. That's our second episode. And I hope that with this episode, again, you aren't saddened by this, but instead you use this to propel yourself to make better decisions when it comes to your clothing. If you like this episode or you learned something, make sure you subscribe so that you are notified every single time a new episode comes out, which will be every week moving forward, pinky promise. Also, if you want to share this episode with your friends or family members, that would mean a lot. You can either send the link to them directly or you can take a screenshot of this episode and post it on your Instagram stories and tag us at Recloseted. In the meantime, I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll talk to you again in the next episode.